My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. 28 minutes before 5 o'clock this morning, we're chatting to Andrew Walker. He's a property investor and coach. Very good morning to you. This morning, and thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much. Um, as we always do, we start off the feature by asking, what's your get up and go routine, that early morning routine that gets you up and going? Yeah, 100%. I think for, for me, it's excitement. I'll tell you why, because at the, at the SA Property um, Investors Network, we're always continuously building new online products, and we're always coming up with new ideas as to, you know, what can we do that... And I'll tell you exactly what excites me is when you when you do in business, when you do create a business and and you finish the product and people love it and people buy it. Uh, for me, that's just exciting. And uh, and I always say the earlier I get up, the more hours I've got, mm. the more time I've got to create those products, and, and, and the more time I've got to speak to to new clients. And for me, that's what really really drives me. I hate those days when you wake up late and you're tired and. Um, you're not productive. Always feel like you wasted it because if you think about it, every day you do wake up, you've just lost the day. All right. So I think maybe what I was trying to ask is your own personal routine, not so much attached to your professional career per se. But people, yeah. some people they wake up, they pray, they meditate. Some people pray, uh, go for jogs, go for gyms. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's what I was trying to ask. What's your morning routine that gets you up and going? It's gym. So straight off this call, I'll be hitting the gym. Um, so every morning, normally at 5 a.m., so I'm, I'm normally up at about half past four, quarter to five, and I, I hit the grid class at Virgin Gym, which is always a power class, and I'm back uh, back at home, and I'm in the shower, ready to take the kids to, to, to school, mm. uh, and then straight back into my office. Straight back into it. Why is it important for you to start off the day by being active? Um, do you know what? It's, there's a few things. Um the first thing is I found that when I am doing like a good class, it's a good class, so there's other people. I mean, I'm a social person, so uh, the first thing I'm doing is talking to people, um, and it's the energy. It gets me going. It's, it's funny, hey, because whether I'm tired from the night before when I'm in there, <laughs> when I'm walking out of the gym and, 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 and the sun is just coming up or the sun is um, it's bright, it's early, um, I just love it. I, th- I think it's the buzz that I've got out of it, hey? So now, you know, you, you, you're somebody, you know, that's not adverse to moving in movement because you packed up and left in 2005 with your wife and you were supposed to be gone for a year and you ended up going for eight years. Tell us about the reasons why you packed up and left South Africa. Yeah, I think it was just because we're young. Um, to be fair or honest, I didn't want to leave South Africa. It was my wife who had just got her degree and, you know, she'd worked for, in Zeros for a year as a speech therapist. And she just said, look, Andrew, I'm 20, 24 years old. I'm going to the UK with or without you. You make the choice whether you'd like to come with. I thought, you know, I'm 25. I had a, a very successful sound engineering business, which I loved. Um, and, and as I just said, I didn't actually want to leave for the year. But I thought, you know, we're young. We, we're not married yet. There's no kids. What's the harm in just getting up and going to London for a year where the idea was to travel into the rest of the UK, mm. travel Europe? Um, and, and, and that's the reason. I think, was, I think it was more for love than it was for <laughs> just wanting to go. Oh, aren't you the romantic, you know, doing oh, it for love. But now you guys ended up staying for eight years. Yes, that's right. You see, because I guess when you're over there, um, 
we didn't realize how much there was to do mm. um, and the opportunities. And it just so happened that because I've sold the property in South Africa, the first year I was in the UK, um, we had made about 300,000 rand off this property in Durban. And that kind of sparked me interest going, hang on a minute, just made more money than one transaction than I've made working as a sound engineer for a year. Maybe I should take a closer look at this property thing. And that's exactly what I did. And next thing I knew it, I was attending property seminars. I had mm. a property coach in the UK. And I was like, hang on a minute, before I go back to South Africa, let me maybe learn a bit more from these guys. And right. wow, that's one year. Then I ended up moving to the north of England. And before you know it, I was there for eight years. And how are the property markets different between the UK and South Africa? Um, I'd say the biggest difference, if you say, hey, Andrew, there's the UK market, here's the South African market, the biggest, one of the biggest differences for me are your interest rates. I mean, they, if, if I apply for a, um, a three-bedroom terrace property in the north of England, I'm going to pay, call it, let's say, 60,000, pounds. What's that, about a million rand for a, a three-bedroom house here in Edenvale in the East Rand, mm. which, is, which is fairly similar. Um, the, the differences over there, I'm paying, you know, or getting a, a 3% interest rate. Here I'm getting a 10.5% interest rate. There in the UK, um, all, all the debt and um, all the liabilities always lies with the tenant, not the property. Here in South Africa, unfortunately, you know, if the tenant leaves your house owing debt, whether it's electricity or rates and taxes or whatever it's going to be, that debt lies with you and the property. Um, so those are some of the fundamental differences. And it would seem as if, you know, the, the laws that govern the property sector are very different between um, the two countries. Like you say, yes. um, in, in, in the UK, you know, the debt still lies with the tenant, whereas, you know, outstanding debt in South Africa would ultimately be brought back to the owner. However, you know, coming back to South Africa and now having to transition from the career you had when you left and you, you come back and now you're in property, uh, wh- how did you start to set yourself up back home? Yeah, that's a good question, because when I did move back to, to South Africa in 2013, um, I thought, okay, I've got all this UK experience. Fortunately, I was trained by the Robert Kiyosaki organization, you know, that the book which Dad put Dad. Mm. And a lot of the, the, the quality content or education was generic. You just had to apply it differently in different countries. So the first thing I did is I arrived in South Africa in 2013. I thought, how can I upskill myself? with South African knowledge. What's the quickest way? And I became an estate agent, funny enough, for about a year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let me become an estate agent. Let me get a mentor within the estate agency just to learn things like offer to purchase. What are the laws? Uh, what's, the, what's behind the legal process in terms of buying and selling? How, how are they carrying out surveys? What I realized is that a lot of the things were the same in terms of how we find properties, how we negotiate properties, mm. how we structure properties, that was all the same, to be fair. There's more the legal process and the accountancy side. There were, where I find a few things that weren't the same. And I would, I would assume, you know, that coming into South Africa, you know, and entering a new industry that, you know, it would be very, very difficult for you to crack it. But it wasn't, um, you know, that way, you know, you, you, you came into the country and before long, man, you were thriving in your property uh, business. Do you think that had a lot to do with your personality and the kind of person that you, that you are just a people's person or more on the training? It's definitely both, eh? definitely both. Yes, I am a social person. I love people. My biggest strength in property 
um, is definitely people, you know, in terms of, and that's what I say, and it's a good question about my personality, because if you're not a people's person, you're probably not going to be a good property investor. The reason I say that is in property, I always say property's got two Ps, one for property, one for people. Learning how to negotiate, how can you help a seller that's financially distressed? How can you structure the deal? How can you turn them in, you know, from a negative mindset to a positive mindset? Then how do you deal with boulders if things do go wrong? You know, how do you, how do you work with them to, to get that project over the line? And then if you look at the SA Property Investors Network, um, that's a networking business, which is all about networking with everyone, attorneys, builders, plumbers, uh, banks, bridging finance companies. And it's, it's me all, you know, bringing all these people into the room, making sure they were doing business, making sure they were networking. Um, so I definitely I think it was both, eh? And I definitely think everybody has a field that they're just naturally inclined for. And I think for you, this is it. Now, tell me, um, when it comes to your own personal inspiration, Andrew, what inspires you, you know, motivates you to do uh, better on a daily basis? I think it's, for me personally, what what motivates me is, it's a good question again, because what I've realized, Kanye, is that what motivates an individual you're actually only motivated by two things. You're motivated by pain and poverty. Mm. So you're motivated by the fact that you don't want to be in a position where you don't have money, where you're poor, where you're on the streets. Some people that are motivated by excitement, by, you know, if I create this project, I could become a multimillionaire overnight and I can drive the car I want. For me personally, I get motivated by, by the money side, by the excitement side. And I, don't, and I know not, not everything's about money, but here's the thing. Money doesn't buy you happiness, but money gives you choices. Money gives you options. And, my, and my, my, my attitude is the more money I can make, the more creative I can be, the more people I can help, the more I can give back and the more I can do, the more cruises I can go, the more holidays, the more I can give to charity. Um, the more you can but, live your best life, basically. Because yeah, I just hate that. I, I, hate, I, I hate thinking... If I have no money and I don't do this and I don't make this a success, I can't go out, I can't go on holidays, I've got to watch every penny I spend and I hate being in that position. I want to be free. I want to travel where I want, when I want. And actually, you know, they say that, you know, once you have financial freedom that you're creating for yourself, then money starts to to become an enabler, you know, as opposed to um, something that you need just for survival. But it enables you to live a certain type of lifestyle, um, as you've just said. Tell me, what does leadership mean to you? What does what, sorry, mean? What does leadership mean to you? What does leadership mean to me? Yes. Um, yeah, so... Just to maybe explain uh, kind of the, the whole, whole process, you know, I went from being, I don't know if you've seen that Robert Kiyosaki quadrant where you've got the E quadrant for employed people, then SC for self-employed, and then B for business owners, and then R for investors. Have you seen that before or not? No, I haven't. Okay, so that's a, that, that's called the, the quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, and check it out. And basically what it means is people often are employed and they become self-employed, mm-hmm. and then they want to jump into the business quadrant where business where business runs itself without you. And, and so what does leadership mean? Leadership, because being a manager of a business 
and being a leader of a business are completely two different things. And I, and I, and I learned this when I was in the UK. Mm. Managing someone is completely different to leading someone. So leadership to me is being in a position where you've got a team under your team with you. And it's about letting them make decisions. It's about you steer the ship and you, you have the vision, but let them, let them get on with it. You know, if they make a mistake, it's okay. But if they need help, you'll, you'll be there to help them. But it's, it's, it's about not managing. It's about leading. It's about gaining their respect. It's about incentivizing them. It's about standing in the front and, and, and taking the team with you. No different to, I guess, what a, what a, you know, a springbok, if you, if you look at the springboks and, and having a leader, having a coach, mm. you know? Mm. And That's also, to me. you know, I like what you say that leading a business and also managing a business is are two different things, which is true because, you know, being the owner of the business doesn't mean you need to be in the business. It means you need to be working on the business. 100%. And there's a massive difference. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's easier said than done um, because he has, he has the thing. He has the trick to it. If you get this right, you'll have a successful business and you'll be a successful leader. You get this wrong, you're just going to have a headache. The trick is to get people into your business that care about the business. Mm. Yes, they might be earning a salary and yes, they might be earning commission, whatever it is, that's, that's all irrelevant. Someone could be earning 5,000 rand a month, someone could be earning 100,000 rand a month. The money doesn't actually matter. What matters is, does the person that's working in your organization actually care about your business because you know how they say that oh i'll just do it myself because no one's going to do it as good as i can do it yeah that's saying that's saying a leader will only say that saying or a manager will only say that saying if the people organization oh i'm going to the job i'll just i'll, I'll get the job done or it's actually that comes to that they're there an hour early they're the first ones there last ones to leave kind of thing and they are just doing the best job they can do because they absolutely love the love your business and they care about your business. They care about your customers because mm. um, if they don't, you could pay them two hundred thousand rand a month. Doesn't matter what you pay them, if they don't care. Then, to me, from my experience, is the business is just, just going to go downhill. When you get people who don't actually care about the business and they're just there for the money. So it's important, once again, you know, it speaks to have the right team on board. In they say that teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah, 100%. So that's, that's exactly Without it, you, you, you've got nothing. And tell me, is there an inspirational quote or message that you live by that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, there's, there's a, what, like a saying, a quote? Yeah, um, or a mantra that you live by, a philosophy of type. Yeah. The one thing that I've, I've been saying to myself for years is that, you know you know how if you're in business, Kanye, and, um, and you want to make things work and you want to be a better person, mm. haven't you ever heard people say things like, I, I want to do this, but I have no money. Oh, I want to do this, but you know what? I just don't have the skills. I want to do this. I just don't have the time. Yes. There's something called excuses in this life. Here's the reality. You can go out there, regardless of your background, right? It doesn't matter about your background. You can either make a hell of a lot of money, Mm. or you can keep making excuses, but you can't make both. You have to choose. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be successful, 
I don't care about money. I don't care about your time. I don't care about your skills. All that we can get from somewhere. You may not have it, but there's people out there that will help you get it. So you must either make the money and you stop making excuses. Because as soon as you start saying, I want to become a millionaire. But you know what? I just don't have the time to do it. Or I want to do this. I just don't have the money. Well, then keep telling yourself, and guess what? You're not going to be successful. You've got to stop taking those Gotta stop making those excuses and you just gotta join gotta join the right network. You've got to surround yourself with like minded people. And by the way, Kenya, that's exactly what's coming back to your question about the network. Mm. You know the SA Property Investors Network. It's a network of like minded property. So if we if we if we relate this conversation to property, people that don't have the money, they come into the network and they go, Listen, Andrew, we don't have the money. so don't worry about that. Let's let's give you some education on finding the deals. Go out there, find the deals, come back to the network, and we'll find the money for you. Oh, I don't have the time. Don't worry about it. Tell us what you want. There's people in the network that have got the time and will find the deals. Whatever your problem is, a property related, that's why I created the network, because we can solve any problem that you've got. Mm. Very powerful. Thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, this uh, morning. And before we let you go, is there a word that you'd like to share with somebody listening at this hour? And they're saying, Andrew, I want your passion. I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking for my, uh, you know, my it in life. And I'm so struggling to discover myself and really, uh, you know, go in the direction uh, of my dreams. How would you inspire such a person? Yeah, cheese. A word or a sentence? A word or one sentence is okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and you know what? uh, It's it's got to be a little sentence, I have to say, because what you just said now, I I did a free entrepreneur workshop, Mm. and there was 15 of us in the room. And I said, before we start this workshop, I want to go around there and find out what is everyone's purpose on this earth. Everyone's got a purpose. Yeah. You know, out of almost, not all of them, but the majority did not know what their purpose was. Why are they on this planet? And here's the thing. I can't tell you how you're going to find your passion and why. But if you don't find your passion, you're going to struggle in life. You find your passion. What buzz, What gives you the buzz? Why are you on this earth? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Some people take months to find that. But you find that. You find the passion that. And you'll and you'll know, and you'll know it'll resonate in your in your gut feeling in your stomach. You'll go, you'll wake up going, oh my gosh, I'm so excited because I'm going to be working my passion. Mm. That could be absolutely anything. So it's, you know, you know how they say set goals. Your first goal should be to set to find out what your passion is because you find your passion and the rest of your life is sorted. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Andrew Walker there, and he is a property investor and coach, and he's chatting to us about his life and about what he is, you know, passionate about. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew, nine minutes before five o'clock. Stay with us.